I'm John. And I'm Jason. And this is Digital Divination on the No Direction Network. We're back for episode 79 of Digital Divination. Jason, how you been the last couple of weeks? I've been pretty good. Uh, the weather's been uh, nice, at least yesterday was. Um, mm -hmm. So I've been getting around and going outside a little bit, <laughs> you know, walking around, uh, breathing the air and, and uh, clearing my mind when I need it. Yeah, it's you know? we really enjoyed the weather yesterday. And uh, in fact, this is uh, spring break for me. So I'm off oh, teaching. Nice. I I've uh, submitted all my grades, and we have uh, this coming week off, so we're going to take a trip up to northern uh, British Columbia and mm, see. Good. Hopefully, take some pictures of you know, yeah, mostly eagles. But if we see a whale or sure. a bear, that'll probably make the trip. Um, there you go. Different places up there, a little more remote, and see how it works out. See how it works out. Yeah, I I actually had Friday off, so I had a three day weekend, and oh. I'm getting a sort of spring breakish weekend coming up in april the early Good. april so I'm, I'm looking forward to that four-day weekend nice do uh, you have plans for that no plans for that uh, a couple weeks after that i am gonna fly home to new jersey to see my folks and uh oh. go to a um like a my aunt's having a, a birthday party so oh. you know, i haven't seen many of those people in kind of several 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 years so i I, I, I'm going back to sort of show my face, <laughs> make sure nice. that they uh, don't forget me. And and they know you're still alive and well, and they'll yes, ask you all exactly. kinds of questions about what you've been up to, and you'll be and I'll be like, who knows? <laughs> Shrugs. Yeah, you'll you'll be talking a lot, probably to a lot of. People. Oh, I I don't. I mean, I don't. They they. I don't think they kind of. I don't think any part of my family really knows what I do for a living. So, well, yeah. I. I think maybe you should tell them then, you know. I, I will, no but they won't understand crosswords. It. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No longer crosswords. Just, no longer Just tell them G.I. Joe and Transformers <laughs> and Power Rangers. Power Rangers, yeah. And uh, My Little Pony, maybe. No, you're not doing My Little Pony, are you? Uh, I mean, uh, Renegade is, but I haven't really but touched you're not. it. Yeah, okay. I haven't touched that yet. <laughs> and and then they would not really understand what that is. So. No, what that what if all those have in common? Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Uh, you know, last time um, we had talked about uh, Starfinder comic books, and yeah, unfortunately, I was not able to go back and read them uh, because of availability online and things like that. So uh, maybe we'll we'll let you discuss give us a synopsis of them since i know you went back and and reread them all yeah, for yeah. this episode uh, but in, in lieu of that i thought we would kind of extend our conversation from our previous episode where we discussed the release of starfinder enhanced um thirsty had uh, thurston hellman the creative director for starfinder had made a post a couple of weeks ago right after we had recorded our episode talking a little bit more about starfinder enhanced and introducing the the Novians, the uh, mm -hmm. the uh, 
creature, the species that uh, is comes from dying stars. And yeah. uh, when, uh, one of the things that he mentioned is that it's a playable species. Yeah. So, and I, I think that got people excited. Why not? And it's a little little guy made of fire, little little fire orb. Fire orb, yeah, with arms yeah. though. So I guess with arms you can have guns. I... <laughs> it's something to be the question about people. I was like, well, how do I hold my guns? Yeah, you just you just can hold your guns. It's fine. Yeah, well, it's funny. You know the the Raxalites, right? The, uh, mm-hmm. the little the little plant people. They have it set up where two of them can hold like a gun together and stuff. Yes. You know, along our, and I thought that was kind of kind of really cool to see that. But one of the things I noticed reading through the the blog post and a lot of the responses is there are a lot of folks kind of um you know trying to make some guesses about what's in it or mm-hmm. you know other people saying, well, no, no, this is this is more like you know Pathfinder Unchained, so they're not going to make major changes there. And some yeah. people are saying, well, you know. Maybe when they come out with Pathfinder uh, third edition, if they hold off doing Starfinder second edition long enough, then they'll make a similar system. You know, lots of lots of discussion like that. Sure. And uh, one of the things I thought we would talk about is what we would like to see come into Starfinder. Um, I, I don't want to say what we hope is in Starfinder Enhanced because we know some of the stuff that's in there, either mm-hmm. from what was been posted and what we worked on. But rather, kind of more generically, what we would like to see come into Starfinder in the future, whether it's in a second edition or Errata or however, or maybe even Starfinder Enhanced that that we don't know right, about, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, you know, something like that. Um, I, I mentioned last episode. I really like the fact that we are going to see scalable equipment, uh, mm-hmm, scalable that's equipment. That's one of the things I was especially interested in. And I'm wondering what are some of the things that you would like to see come into Starfinder based on your experience, maybe things that are, were left on the cutting room floor that couldn't get put in. Well, yeah, I don't really remember if there was much that's been <laughs> cut, <laughs> to be honest, that would still go be able to go back in. Um, I know a lot of people in the, in the comments too, are sort of talking about like possibly like a second edition and, and really kind of talking about honing Pathfinder and Starfinder a little bit closer together. Um, you know, like, like the three action economy. I think that's a really good, yeah a thing that happens uh, happened for Pathfinder Technician. It's obviously not going to be in Starfinder Enhanced. That's that will require a kind of an overhaul of everything, right? You know, what does it mean to you know what all the spells, how many actions those are, and so and all the actions of every class, right? And so forth and so on. But I mean, I, eventually, I would like to see something s- similar to that. I like I like the sort of simplification of what actions are and and what you can do with them instead of having to worry about standard move free action, swift actions, all that other stuff. So that's something right. I would like to see eventually in the future. And I feel like I mean, it's possible to do that without even necessarily being exactly like second edition Pathfinder, mm-hmm. right? You could, you could still have, you know, you know, for instance, the way that, that classes work, for instance, could be basically almost the same as, as it is in Starfinder now, but just with sort of clarifications, but that would require kind of a whole book. And at that point you might as well make a second edition. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking about, I like the three action economy in Pathfinder. And I was wondering, I was thinking, why, why is it so hard to, to adopt it in Starfinder? Cause you kind of have, you know, swift movement standard kind of things already. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned free as well. And then it occurred to me when you said, Oh, you'd have to rewrite things. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, think of like a, a spell like magic missile, for example, mm-hmm. right? Well, we'd have to mm-hmm. change the name first of all, right? Because we're, 
going whatever the new thing is should come go into the orc right so our our shooting stars that that we're doing yes i i i I hope that happens actually that's one of the things i hope hope it's overall is because we had to do that little tweak of the name just to make it sound good for for that uh star shaman uh mystic connection then yeah why not just call it shooting stars from now on and so it would be great then to have the one action two action three action that you Mm -hmm. could do with shooting stars for the number of stars you shot i think that makes Mm -hmm. A perfect sense rather than, oh, oh, if you do this as a standard action versus a full action, whatever it is. Because the neat thing about it is you can conserve then, say, if I only use two actions on something, I have another action to do something else that can be completely unrelated. And and I think that's the big benefit of the three action economy is able to take things unrelated and and still put them together and get kind of the... Mm -hmm. The, the power of that. And then of course, scaling things if they all, all related. Right. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. I mean, you, you have to think about things like Solarian attunement. Is it, a, you know, do you make it a stance that you start taking the first round of combat, like a fighter stance, or is it automatic, you know, sort of reaction at the beginning of your turn, uh, like some, I think like some gunslinger and maybe some Vegas stuff that mm, sort of happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have to think about, well, you know, reloading because it's a, well, Actually, you know, there's, it's not as, you don't have to do it as often in Starfinder because your guns have cartridges, you know, and batteries and whatnot, right? right? As opposed to like old timey gunslingers only have one bullet in the chamber or, or crossbows, right? You fire them once and then you got to reload them. So maybe that wouldn't need to be, you could just say, hey, it's an action to reload your gun. You take the battery. Because I, I think, right. I think it, it's a move action to reload your gun. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. just getting it out of your pack and second. So stuff like that. I think though, uh, like a correlation of, of that would be to also kind of rework the the full attack option, yeah. Because right now I think it's a little, I don't know. I think it's a little punishing to decide ahead of time. I got to make a full action, full oh, attack right. action, right? And then I get a minus four to each of my attack, both of the two attacks. Why not right. do the thing that Pathfinder does, which is attack normal. I want to attack again, minus five, minus four, or whatever you know. And then and then, hey, I want to attack a third time because I'm feeling lucky um mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. that would be a, a, a fun bent a change to the system it gives you more choice too, more decision yes. making you if you want in there it's like well that first attack didn't work very well maybe i should do something else in my action rather right. than do a full attack on this creature you know so or, no i i or i think that's good or it worked too well, right? And it's like, I want to attack this guy too. You you take a full attack action. You, I'm going to, I think I need to hit him twice, but that first one ends up being critical and you're knocked down. You're like, there's no, I don't, I don't think there's anything in the rules that say like, can you turn your second, att- you know, like you have to declare the targets. No, no, you can take attack. the second attack on you somebody different. Ta- someone else is nearby. Okay, but so. you can't do a different action, which is, right. would be yeah, the you, benefit, right? right oh, yeah, exactly. well, so he's down rather than hit him again. I'm going to administer first aid so he doesn't die, right? I mean, that yeah, would you be, uh, you know, something you could do instead, you know, whatever. So definitely there's, I think, the limitations uh, of that. Um, you know, I, I, I like, uh, you know, the scalable cantrips that we have mm-hmm. um, that were introduced in um, uh, Galactic Magic. Um, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see scaling other things you know so if scaling weapons um how about like scaling you know one of the things that I, i've been looking at a lot uh, i've I'm actually been playing uh defy of the dragon today 
Oh, um, yeah. How's that yeah, been started going? with that. Jocelyn Hamilton, the venture captain here in Seattle, is running that. So we played nice. it. Uh, played it through today. Um, I don't make. Oh, I don't, I don't want to get any spoilers. In I better not say anything about it. Fair um, enough. So I'm going to switch gears then because I'd spoil something if I just said it in there. Um, one of the things I'd like to see change somewhat is, well, it's two related things. And, and, and I'll, I'll say the first part, then the second part. Um, so I'd like to see more use or usefulness of the crafting system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically you can get UPBs and you can make anything um, that you could buy and it costs about the same, right? Credits, one credit's worth one UPB. So if you happen to come upon a cache of 60,000 UPBs, then you can make right. a 60,000 credit piece of armor, really high end. Um, but usually it's, uh, you just buy stuff, right? Even though yeah. you, you have this ability as say an engineer, you could, you could make things. That's almost always the last resort. And I almost would like to see it where you could, you could either customize something yourself, mm-hmm. crafting, or you could build a custom thing for yourself that mm-hmm. maybe worked better for you than other people or had some other, you know, benefit trade-off thing. Something something that you could maybe it cost more, so you get something out of it. Uh, I'm thinking like along the lines of like a master craft uh kind of item, something like that. Uh, yeah. Um, I like the current simplicity of the crafting mm-hmm. rules and that you don't have to make rolls. You just kind of have to have the ranks and the skill and then you can make an item up to your level. Um, it would be nice, though, yeah, to have something that you could maybe make something slightly above your level. If you're maybe maybe that's a feed or something or, or, or archetype, whatever. But you make a good point. Like all that like manufacturer benefits from armory. What if that was a little more instead of that? It was kind of like a added to the crafting abilities like oh if you craft something you get to add one of these options right. to your thing for free uh because you know you've made it and you've tweaked it yourself or something like that that would be that would be interesting mm-hmm. yeah you kind of mentioned uh, with manufacturing you can now you can buy stuff made a different uh, material to give some additional benefits as well yeah that's it. and so what might be kind of neat then is say you have something existing you know, we have scalable weapons, but maybe you can modify your weapon by adding mm-hmm. another, you know, specific type of metal or finish or, you know, whatever mechanism in there of another type to, to maybe add some of those benefits as well. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Right. Yeah. Um, Because I think the weird thing and maybe something else I could tweak about crafting is the taking stuff. I mean, it's the whole I guess it's all about the credit economy of the system right yeah that's right. the other thing i was going to bring up related to it yeah yeah yeah, yeah breaking you know. it down to yeah i think that obviously should be that needs to be tweaked but if if it comes mm-hmm. down to it's if scalable equipment is like the norm maybe there is uh the economy can get tweaked in such a way that you don't have when you sell something you get more than 10 percent of its value yeah it seems like you ought to be able to do that or you should be able to scavenge more off something yeah to use to craft you know? Yeah. So rather than scale it up, I'm going to scavenge that equivalent that I would scale up to make something different. I don't know. You yeah. know, um, the, uh, the mechanic has a couple of, uh, uh, neat prototypes. So the weapon prototype and the armor prototypes. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of, uh, what do you call them? Uh, alternate class features. 
And one of the neat things about the weapon prototype is that they can tweak their weapon, right? They can't, mm -hmm. every time they level, they can rebuild it, change it up, right. or they can take an existing weapon that they have and change that to become their special weapon. And so I, I guess we, you can't make it as extreme as that because otherwise you take away from that that uh, weapon prototype sure, archetype, yeah. right? But I, I really... Having played one of those, you know, up to 10th level, I really kind of like that flexibility as well. Yeah. Well, maybe there's something to it. And if we're talking about like later on down the line kind of stuff is that if you build that into the system, you don't have to have that, archetype, you know, that ultimate right. class ability exist, right? You just have that kind of thing. Um, what about you? Speaking other things. Speaking of that too, like, like, again, I feel like this is veering into a little bit into what a uh, second edition type Starfinder might well, be, but... I, that, yeah, I think that's fine. I, I, that's um, We're in the middle ground, right? We're in the middle yeah, ground. Yeah, we're in the middle of, ground. Like, we're kind of well, in 1.5, and so now yeah. we don't know what quite that's going to look like, but let's say what we hope it looks like or maybe what the next step might be. Well, this could be an alternate thing that could exist on the regular one, but, like, like an, an inherent inherent bonuses, right, um, that you get through level. It is a... Um, there's a there's a subsystem for that or an alternate system let's say for that in, in, in pathfinder and i think it was in first edition too and second edition it's just sort of like as you level up you don't have to worry about buying the oh. cloak of resistance or the right. better armor you know plus one armor it's just sort of your stuff gets kind of better i mean oh, you yeah. have that sort of inherently in pathfinder second edition but there's also a way to do it to like oh adjust when you get to x level your weapon it works like it has striking on it. So it does twice as much damage, right? So that's sort of, mm -hmm. that's probably in with scalable weapons as well to sort of just sort of inherently adds up. But something also that is more or less um, uh, 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 get it, add into that is the is ability stuff that gets inherently added. Like right now, you know, you get a little bit, the normal sort of ability boosts here and there, but uh, uh, most likely it's sort of expected that you're going to get one of those um, things whose names I can't remember now um oh yeah the uh personal upgrades personal upgrades right you sort of expected okay. to probably have one of those so you can get your scores up higher to get all your abilities better and better um i, I would i would just build, bake that into the system mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. rather than make it a, a credit dependent just say yeah but you already have it fifth level 10th level 15th level 20th level right you have those yes, boosts have those. as well it's interesting that those personal upgrades feel like they're necessary to, to me at any rate. That, you know why are they in the yeah. game then, if uh, if they if you sort of are also getting regular boosts, regular re, re, you know on a regular basis. It's sort of uh, one of those things that's sort of weird about sort of level based systems and and when numbers mm -hmm. get higher and is there how do you scale the the challenge? And do you do you assume everyone's you, know, you have to assume. And first right. edition Pathfinder and, and like D and D and stuff that by X you have a plus one weapon, right? Number wise. Well, the, with the personal upgrades, uh, I think everybody gets them because it's just the most bang for your buck, you know, in terms yeah. of across the board. And so I see what you're saying. Rather than just assuming everybody's going to get those because that's one of the most useful things you can do for your abilities and your ability to do things and for your defensive ability and everything, have it in the system as you level up similar like second edition at each every other level or each odd level or every level your scores you know you become a little bit quicker or more agile or easier right. to you know you find it easier to to 
you know, get missed by attacks and things, whatever it is, you know, to have yeah. those things go up. Yeah, I, you know, I, I agree. I, that's one of the things I really like about second edition is the simplicity of, of the numbers. You know, when I was first making characters, I was trying to figure out, you know, where's the tables? Where's the tables that show what right. all these things are supposed to be? And saying, like, no, 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 they just all start here. And then they just increase with level. I said, oh, wow. This is there's like one table. It's like this big, and it says proficiency, uh, yeah. uh, you know, trained plus two plus one, or whatever it is, and and master, yeah. and then it goes up to legendary, and that's all you need. And and I actually like that part. You know, now that we're talking about, it, I like the uh, the skills, right? Mm. So, you know, you get trained, expert, uh, master, and legendary. Yeah. You know, in terms of, so you can either take new skills or kind of bump up. At certain levels, I, I kind of like that system rather than, I mean, Starfinder is pretty simple. Every time you level, yeah. you get more points, you can put them wherever you want. You know, it. I think if you had some, something like that for, mm. for Starfinder, I think that would be kind of... You know, maybe we should just make Starfinder like Pathfinder. Maybe that's what I'm saying. Well, um, they, there's a, there's certain things about Pathfinder and Starfinder that uh, they don't. Some things about the genres, let's say, that don't mm-hmm. that aren't that don't that shouldn't be the same. Um, yeah. And it is a little tricky that I say that now that you know the fact that Starfinder is essentially Pathfinder, you know, one point five. You know, it's, it's very right. similar in a lot of ways. But there's also like if you want to look at it in different a different tack you could take you could take a lot of what's in pathfinder second edition and and kind of translate it over into to science fantasy uh but there's also some stuff i wouldn't just sort of pour it over directly right because just the way the story like kind of like you want to tell different kinds of stories right i mean granted right. i know a lot of people also want to like do a space dungeon and uh that's inside a planet or hey fight fight a dragon with a with some mechs um but um it still feels like the 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 zero to hero kind of like fantasy arc is not quite the same thing in in science fiction. You don't get that too much. I mean, you do, of course you get Star Wars, which is a very much a hero's journey, right? Based on you know the uh, general general mythos of this person is no one and comes to be very powerful. But that I feel like that's not that's pretty rare. Um, you get that's I mean, but I guess I'm I'm getting into all, all, all about narrative and stuff like that because you are telling a story about like multiple people and right you know yeah. the story of Star Wars is about multiple people but like Han Solo doesn't necessarily he has an arc but his character arc is different than Luke's arc because uh, uh, his arc is about more or less like finding people that he cares about and can be involved instead of being this cool aloof guy you know that has nothing to do with his with his abilities right he's always a good he's he's a good shot from the very beginning and he right. and he's a good pilot and he stays that way consistently whereas Luke is a well I guess Luke is technically a good pilot if he was bullseyeing womp rats down in the canyons back when he was younger but he learns to use the force right and he gets a, mm-hmm. a power upgrade because he's lightsabering and using force powers um so it's a different thing but like there's all but there's also like in a lot of ways a lot of different types of stories to tell in sci-fi that's the sort of the thing about starfinder is that it you know we you know try to like encompass all these genres but there's different kinds of cyberpunk is a sci-fi genre and cyberpunk is literally kind of like a i would say a fairly flat uh power structure right you kind of right. you kind of start kind of 
you're in the gutter and you're always in the gutter kind of stuff, right? There's, there's, um, uh, I'm trying to think of another, you know, post-apocalyptic kind of stuff too is also kind of a semi-flat power structure. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a bit different ways to tell. It. So directly just sort of porting, and I think we've had this conversation a little bit before when I did my own little side thing a couple of years ago, trying to, to do this for, for, for a home game. Um, seeing that doesn't, I don't think it, it, it ports over one-to-one. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. And, 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 and I'm not, I'm not looking to do that. I guess it's more, sure. I think there's certain rule structures, system structures that are in place for second edition that a lot of thought was put in the maps really mm. tight. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And for Starfinder, Starfinder was developed more as a stopgap, right? So, sure. I, I mean, that's my impression. I, you, you it, were there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, so it, I don't, I don't know that I, 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 that that same thoughtfulness was put in there. Hence, it's more Pathfinder one point five ish than mm-hmm. it is one or second edition. Now, you know, that said, you know, I, I do, I like science fantasy a lot. I I don't want it. I don't want them to cross over so that you can. I think a lot of people want to be able to play both with the same system and yeah. even play the same players back and forth. I'm yeah. or same characters. And I'm, I'm not saying that, right? I, I mean, we used yeah. to homebrew that kind of stuff all the time with D and D and everything, and it's that's not what I'm interested in. It's just just certain mechanical things that mm-hmm. I, I would like I to see better. You know, uh, starship combat's another one, right? Um, Mm-hmm. You know, I've done some really long starship combats, even with some really experienced people. Um, I know narrative starship combats coming out. I would actually like something in between the two, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that is a really fun, fast paced, everybody's involved combat, you know, similar sure, yeah. to what when we have a, a regular person to person combat, that tends to be pretty fast paced, everybody's involved. I, I just, when I think of narrative, and and we'll find out when it happens, mm-hmm. I I feel that's a more more hand wavy than actually everybody getting to do something quickly to get it moving forward. So okay. uh, that's just kind of my my thinking on on, on another thing I'd sure, like yeah. to to kind of see there because I the idea of having starships is so cool. Yeah, but what we do with them in Starfinder is so limited and right now is so time consuming that most people don't want to spend a lot of time Agreed. doing it. And well, and I'd like to change that narratively or however, you know? Well, um, yeah, for whatever happens with, if there is a second edition and, and, you know, would have Starship combat, I bet, you know, given the, the people who are all working on Starfinder now, I would imagine too that like ends up, mechs are going to end up in the core rule book of a second yeah. edition anyway. But but all of that starships and mechs and, and regular ground based combat kind of, in my opinion, should work on similar systems, right? They should yeah. have some similarities to the balance in a lot of ways. Um, you know the way that first edition Starfinder. Like first edition, like there's second edition, like Starfinder's current uh, uh, non-narrative Starship Combat um, acts is is it, it, it's bolt it's kind of bolted on, and you know, and I'm right fully aware of that. And uh, given you were talking about how uh, you know when what well, Starfinder was was maybe made as a stopgap, indeed, like 
I would say that the development of Pathfinder Second Edition and the development of Starfinder kind of started around the same time, and obviously mm-hmm. Starfinder came out first, so it did not get the a uh, time uh, to 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 maybe to bake as much as it could have. But again, you know, it was sort of a necessary thing to get out, and and you know. Pathfinder First Edition had some nods to all the fan, you know science fantasy stuff with Numerian, still does, right? And you right. had the Iron Gods uh, AP, and there was a whole technology guidebook. So it was like, oh, why don't we just sort of like push that forward a little bit in in time narratively, and you can kind of uh, uh, just go from there. But then you know it was sort of at the time, so oh, well, let's just do new classes and stuff like that. You could have just been, it could have just been more like Numeria the book, you know, the, the role-playing game in a lot of ways yeah. where you still had fighters and barbarians and wizards and stuff, but, um, it was, uh, people wanted to get the, the new classes and from those new classes, try out some things that eventually you, you found their way into, I would say Pathfinder second edition. You can see the, mm-hmm. the DNA in it. Right, right, right. Um, interesting. So I, yeah. I'm going to ask you another question and I, sure. I, I asked, uh, Rob McCrary this, um, mm several years ago mm-hmm. uh, as well. He told me, and I'll ask this question, the gap is never going to be explained, correct? Sure. I mean, I don't That's know. That's what he told me. <laughs> he said it was, I, policy well, was that it will never explain the gap. I, basically, yeah. I mean, the I think... Probably right, like because things change. People leave the company, yeah, and 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 uh, these things can be revisited. But oh, okay, I think I don't. I don't. I personally think it's a good idea to explain the gap. Honestly. Okay, I I like it as a break because it it allows us to sort of narratively just sort of be like, okay, that is a different place and a time and we don't necessarily have to worry about what came between how you got from a to b because that is a whole you know you could write dissertations about how a society goes from swords right. and, and you know magic and, and whatever to essentially what is kind of a, a modern even slightly futuristic society i'm sure we, we have hover cars and neon lights and you know that kind of stuff that computers how do you got from there to there is not interesting to me to explain right um so it's just i think it was kind of interesting to say oh we just sort of we 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 draw a line we draw a literal line in the timeline and go stuff happened now we're here and we get to talk about what's happening now and what's going to happen in the, you know from there and and i can see why that makes sense i don't like i don't like the fact that so much in Starfinder, you run into something, and I've been playing through a couple of things, where, oh, yeah, these two were engaged in this pre-gap, right? And, and so hmm. I think if we're going to have this distinction, then yeah. we should not be talking about pre-gap stuff, right? It should be long enough time that everybody's dead or everything, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everything is is changed so much that we don't even talk about pre-gap. Or if we're not going to do that, then we need to say we need to say more about the gap. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I understand why it makes sense and why you don't want to reintroduce a whole bunch of new lore about gods and planets and species and all kinds of stuff that you've already developed. That that makes a hundred percent sense to do it. Yeah. But the the mechanism for for making that break and changing everything, I don't like how they okay. This is a hard line. 
Yet, you know, we have some species that live thousands of years and we know the gap was only X number, a hundred years. So there were people alive before and they just forgot. I I don't like that part. I don't like they, mm. they just forgot, you know, that, uh, that just kind of bugs me, yeah. I guess. That's, I mean, that's fair. That's a fair criticism. It's a, I think a criticism of a, a good number of people have. Um, and it makes, you know, it makes sense that, you know, you're saying we have all that lore, that extant lore in in Pathfinder, and it's just, you know, it it's whether it's I don't want to call it lazy, but like you know, it's a, there's a certain amount of like comfort yeah. inertia, yeah. I would say, to be like, yeah. well, we can't, you know, it's it's too much. It will, more enough, it would take more time and more people to create a whole um, setting from from whole cloth, right? You know, you know, and the way that. Pathfinder setting had been evolving for like 10 years before that anyway, from, you know, created from James Jacobs sort of campaign notes and then just sort of like plop down and then everyone gets to add their own stuff into the, into the stew, you know, keeping some of, you know, sort of at least mentioning that like, well, you know, this did happen. We do have to talk about, you know, this planet. And then once we, if, if Pathfinder had never written, like if the distant world's books had never have happened, Maybe it would have been a little like a, a, a clean a way to do a cleaner break. You know, you take Galarian, you you shoof it off to to, to some place, um, and then you sort of have the rest of the system to play with. That is a blank slate. Obviously, it was not a blank slate because we had all the names of the planets and kind of what right. happened there beforehand and who lives there and stuff like that. Give and take, you know. Uh, I think it's you know, I mean, it probably would have been a mistake to like try to do a full new setting whole cloth. Mm-hmm. honestly mm-hmm. because it would have been just a lot for people and it, you know wouldn't have had that nice continuity where people go like oh this is just pathfinder in space you know it, it you know it's still technically is it would be the same system and it would still have elves and dwarves probably you know and 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 and, and things like that but you know you'd have to think about everything else maybe maybe oh maybe one way that i know i don't know one way that could have been done is like to, to to set it in a different like it's the same universe, right? Maybe, but you're here's this different system that is the core system. Maybe you maybe the maybe Starfinder should have been about the Vescarium. Right. As the core system, maybe, right? And then maybe like, Galarian isn't really the center of the universe. Maybe the, you know, the the main maybe there was in Starfinder it's another place. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. It's just somewhere like you could go to. And we'd have to yeah. cross that bridge, obviously, when we come to it. Oh, there's the Galarian system and Galarian's gone, here's Absom Station. Yeah. So I don't know. See, I don't that's know. kind I don't of know. weird, not... too. That yeah, that's a little weird, too. Weird. Yeah. You know? Uh, so that's another thing. That, uh, and kind of, you know, you mentioned this, the scaling of things. I hope mm. we get better at scaling, right? So Absalon Station's got all these people, all this stuff on it, and it's six miles across. Yeah, but it's also up and down. Yeah, but it's not up and down six miles. Yeah. Right? So I, I just spatially, it's a much smaller thing sure. than all the people and all the stuff that exist on it. And the same thing happens with, with large starships and stuff like that and, you know, building starships yeah. and things. It's all, oh, and this massive starship, whatever, and it's just the size of them are just like the scale and the weight and tonnage is all way off. Anyway, that's just well, that's, that's math, and that that's math, right? Right. That right. was just that's just a typo. But you know, the, yeah. the point is, yes, that you could you yeah. have, you know, so something. But but when you talk about uh, when you talk about Epsilon Station, that that's the thing. So it's supposed to be like a city, but it ends up growing even more when the way you talk about and do stuff. And 
Mm-hmm. So I, I just like to see it bigger, you know. Anyway, um, do you have any other thoughts about what you'd like to see? Um, there, I, you know, to get to sort of into the nitty gritty, I do think um, themes should go back mm-hmm. to being backgrounds. Yeah. Um, and 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 do one, one one and done stuff. Um, so only like one are, le- one level. You get them at the beginning. You get something at the beginning. Yeah. You get because it, it's your background. It's what you did before right. you did a space. Right, 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 right. Um, and or you know, it's some it can still you know influence your character and maybe some story stuff. But like I think just sort of having like four things, uh, and then just sort of you know make them a little more powerful probably at that, that first level. Hmm. But I'm again thinking about second editions backgrounds have this sort of thing. Boom! You get a carrying skill. You get a, a skill feat. You're good. Right, um, right, right. Because the themes in the core rulebook are so broad mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it's good. They're good. They're good for the core rulebook, but like for future design, it they got they get more narrower and narrower. The more we have to try to think of new ones, <laughs> right, 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 yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so it becomes like, well, you know, going through like just basically going through. I remember going through packed worlds and saying it had a theme for every planet, and that's great. Well, this theme, and I'm. I remember a couple of times like, well, this is just the, this is just, this could be covered by the priest theme because it's, right. it's, it's, it's essentially a priest, you know, it's a, but it's a spe- priest of a specific thing. I'm like, okay, well that, you know, I think it, there was like a, basically like a cycle priest um, for, mm. for the Adari. And I was like, well, this is, this is just pre-, like, like we got to come up with something slightly different. And then right. it becomes, well, that, and then it just felt like they felt like they started to become more like backgrounds, not something that you right. should have oh, like, carried through your entire yeah. character. Um, because that was, that was, those are hard to think of, you know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's only so many like iconic kind of things that you can sort of hang your character on, you know? Right. So uh, something that would, that would simplify that a little bit more and make it a little, you know, mm-hmm. easier, I would say. And, and, and less, it could, you know, cause it's thinking of those little, those extra four extra abilities are just sort of like, man, I mean, do it this way. You get a th- it's it's maybe it's two abilities total, right? You get a thing, and um, no, instead of like getting a skill feat, maybe those don't exist, but maybe there's just like a way. Uh, your background is how you uh, um, can maybe get resolve back on a daily basis, or, or oh. on a, you know something like that. Because that's always the high the high level of every right right, uh, right. Ba- theme. It's something that gets thing. you resolved. If you think about, if you stand here and think about tactics for ten minutes, you get a resolve point back. Like, why not just like, it's like a fo- like focusing in in right. second edition, right? You spend ten minutes praying, you get a focus point back to spend on your focus spells or whatever. Maybe mm-hmm. that's something that ha- maybe you should have like scale that and, and do something similar. It's like, oh, whatever your background is, if you do X, Y, or Z, you get a resolve point back, and you could do that twice a day or something, you know. No, I, th- I think that's fair because honestly, the most interesting things about themes are the first two levels usually. You know, by the time you get to level 20 or the, the final, whatever the end what theme is, it 12? It's like 18th or something? 18th? Or I don't really remember. Yeah, I think it's 18th, right? Near the end, at that point, oh, then I can get some resolve back, you know, if I right. uh, do something. And it's like, yeah, there's a lot of cooler things I like to have with my theme. <laughs> right. Um, Kind of along these lines, though, and, and I'll... um. I'll, I'll preface this with, I played a mod of uh, that was based on uh, 3.5, edition 3.5. Uh, mm-hmm. I played an online game uh, that was built by uh, BioWare called Neverwinter Nights. 
Sure. They took the, the 3.5 rule set, put it in the game. And then mm-hmm. I played a mod, actually ran a mod for a bunch of years that we could go up to level 40. Whoa. And I would like two things. I would like faster level progression. And I would like to go higher. Um, so right mm-hmm. now we, we're at level 20 in uh, Devastation Arc. Mm-hmm. We're just finishing it up in our actual play. Mm-hmm. And man, we have some really cool stuff that we can do. The problem is we're going to do it two more episodes, two more times, and then mm-hmm. we're done being able to do all that cool stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing preventing you from continuing to play at level 20 so you can get a couple more sessions out of. Yeah. Cool, no, I know. I know. But I would like to build it, use this and build and build, you know, and, and do even more, I guess. Sure. So. But doesn't that, though, like present the same problem, but now at level 40? You get um, something really cool at level 40 and how how much are you going to use it if there's no level 41 to get to, you know, there's no, I feel like that's an endless no, trend. Treadmill. Right. Well, so so the way it worked in, in our mod is that mm-hmm. you got really good thing, cool things going along. But the way that they, the feet stacked and what you could do with, at certain, you had to have certain ability scores in order to get the maximum out of certain feats and spells and, and stuff like that. So. Basically, this built up the whole time, such mm-hmm. that when you got to level forty, there was lots of cool stuff that you could do. But it built up. I, I'm just, I agree, hundred yeah. percent. This is just something I, I, I just kind of thought off the top of my mind that everything's sure. kind of capped here. And I've played so many other games where it just keeps going, uh, but it takes a long time for us to get to the end where we're at. And then most of the playing that I do is like levels. Three to ten, it seems like, mm-hmm. and that's well, that's yeah. okay. But I like to play; I'd like to have more of the higher levels. Um, I don't disagree with you about faster leveling, though, and I would even go so far as to say milestone leveling. The end. I yeah. just do that and just say, "Hey, GMs, level people up when you feel like it," or you know, end of big story beats. Um, uh, that is tri- that becomes a tricky point, though, because you could have GMs who never level you up because they don't want to, or you know. But or they level you up a, too fast and the balance gets way off, right? Then you have yeah, to well, real, I mean, yeah, balance yeah, yeah. everything. Right, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um that's a that's that's a conversation to have. But like um I I I generally do I don't think about XP too much anymore. <laughs> yeah. I used to do it all the time. Uh, you know, I right. ran first edition, I ran four or five adventure paths in that. And I was like, always count. And I had a notebook. I was like, calculate, calculate, calculate. Okay. Everyone's yeah. getting do the credit. You know, I was like, okay. And then, then it became a point where I was like, I'm going to do this tomorrow. Everybody went out. This is, there was, the session's over. It's like 11 o'clock. I got to get home. Um, and then I might like forget for a couple of days. I'm like, Oh my God, what did they fight again? I have to think about it. And I was just like the idea of like, well, I'm running, Alice of Alkenstar right now, it's just like, oh, when they get to this point, I level them up. I don't have to worry about having every single fight in between. Yeah. If I don't, if I'm thinking like, this fight is not as dynamic to me, or "Eh, it's been a long session, we can just skip past this fight and just level up or whatever. Like, you know, hey, there's like three cockatrices out, out, you know, out here in the desert. I'm like, eh, there's nothing interesting to say about that, you know, what that, what that fight says. Um, So we can skip past it. And granted, at that point, what that makes everything way, way easier for them because they, don't eat up as much resources, but I'm a very, I become a very lenient GM in my old age. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just wait another 20 years then, right? Ah, you don't have to play anything. 
<laughs> well, let's just talk. I mean, well, yeah. I have sessions like that too that are yeah, mostly yeah. just sort of like, well, what do you want to do? Oh, I love that. What if this happened? And then like, oh, wait, there are dice. There should be dice rolling at some point, right? Uh, whatever. All right. Well, you know what? We've, we we actually ran longer than I thought with this. We're going to have to okay, push, back, push back talking about Starfinder comics yet again. This is going to sure. be like Jimmy Kimmel's thing telling <laughs> Matt Damon, uh, uh, sorry, Matt Damon, no time today. You know, this is our yeah. Starfinder <laughs> comics is... Is gonna be that well. Uh, maybe we'll push it back long enough so when the next one comes out, we'll have also something to talk. We'll be able to have maybe, or, and talk about it. Maybe by the time I get there, I'll find somebody who's got hard. Oh, I bet you Scott Kime has got hard copies. I'll see if I can get them from him. He might. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I also do. I could also lend you my hard copies if you want. I know, but then I see him all the time. I then I gotta go to your house to get. Fair him. enough. So fair enough. Anyway, all right. Well, that sounds good. Sounds well, good. Well, thanks, sir, for going on this little trip with me. Uh, Unplanned trip, Jason. Yeah, well, hey, I love detours. All right, excellent. Well, I'm John. And I'm Jason, and this has been Digital Divination.